0: Welcome to Seth Farbman on podcast, from startup to stock exchange.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a powerhouse, an energetic, a dynamic CEO joining us today. You know, it's funny, when my kids were growing up, I have seven kids, by the way, I got to put that out there first. When my kids were growing up, my wife and I decided that we did not want to have a TV in the house. Don't ask us how long that lasted. We didn't want to have a TV in the house. I think we were traveling once, and my kids told me that they were playing the Xbox. I was like, okay, no problem. They're playing 2K, whatever the case is. And at the time, I was a bit naive when it comes to technology, and I didn't realize that they were watching whatever, Netflix or whatever. I was like, how are you guys watching? You're on the Xbox. I thought you are supposed to be playing video games like Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, or I'm dating myself. Yeah. And I guess that brings us as a segue to today's world of connected television. And uh, With that, I want to introduce everybody to Aziz Rahim Tula. He's the CEO. He's a friend. He's the CEO of Sabio. They're traded on the TSX Venture under the ticker symbol S-B-I-O. Aziz, welcome to the program. Thank you, Seth. Thank you for having me. So one of the
0: seven kids, Seth. Yeah. I can't keep my head straight for with one, much less seven. So well, it's anyways. it's a lot of
1: a lot of video games and it's a lot of connected TV. <laughs> right, so, right. So one of the things that I like to start off with occasionally is, you know, people have always asked me over the years, like, oh, vintage filings, V corp, V check, V stock. How'd you come up with the V name? So I want to jump in. Sabio seems like a pretty unique, un- pretty unique name. What does it mean? How'd you come up with it? Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, so Sabio, um, so I'm of Indian descent and Sabio is actually a Spanish name. Uh, it means wise or intelligent. And so during my time when I was working at NBC and I would look across to my colleagues at Telemundo and I would, I would think to myself, there's, if, if marketers are not effectively reaching me, being Indian descent and being here in the US, there's no way they're reaching you uh, Hispanics effectively via you know some of the traditional platforms, and so okay. that was really the genesis of it. To to be really kind of build, you know, that was where the name that's Sabio. And so Sabio literally just was by chance something was ringing my head, and I called someone who knew Spanish. I said, "There's this name in my head. It's Sapo Sipo," and he said Sabio. And I said, really. "That's
1: it. that's great." And so so what is what is at a high level? So what is what is Sabio Holdings? What do you what do you guys do?
0: So Wasabio is in the streaming TV space. And, and essentially, you know, if you think about it is uh, the way to think about it is there's content creators who have content, but they need to get paid for their content. And so there's a couple of ways you could do it. You could either get a deal from Netflix or you can have your content monetized through ad supported uh, model. And what we do is we help content creators through the ad supported model. We connect brands and agencies with, uh, with apps who have uh, streaming content and uh, content on on the apps, whether it's on their mobile devices or on their TVs. That's really what we're doing.
1: And so Aziz, let me ask you this. You know, a lot of times we uh, might be speaking to people in the capital markets industry, whether they're bankers or they're CEO of companies in the US or abroad. Um, I think think very often uh, our audience, myself included, right? You start off sometimes a company with an idea and then you wonder like, how the heck, did I get from here to here um, or we wonder about people like yourself how the heck did you get from here to there you know and when I was looking at your bio to your credit it's not like you were brought up in the world of finance or in the world of accounting you know it looks like you had a pretty uh, a pretty exciting background NBC Fox media tell us a little bit about the journey of where you started and how you got to where you are now
0: yeah, I started, um, I happened to fall into the career of uh, ad sales at a small rep firm in Los Angeles uh, by the name of a tel- uh, Seltel. From there, I went to another rep firm. And then from there, I w- got an opportunity to go work at Fox Television uh, Stations Group. And this was right when Fox, Rupert Murdoch purchased all these stations. So I was there when, you know, Simpsons and, uh, and Living Color and selling those shows. Like now I'm dating myself.
1: Well, good. At least we're in the same, we're in the right, same guy. Right, all right.
0: And so I went from there uh, and then I literally left Fox to start an import export company that didn't work out. Cause you know, I didn't understand anything about quality assurance, quality maintenance. And then I went into uh got an opportunity to go to NBC, spent another six years there um, first on the sales side and then management, and then got an opportunity. Then I left again to start a production company. Cause I, I really saw this idea of production and, and the changing dynamic of the iPhone. Um, And then that, unfortunately, that production company did good. We sold some shows. It was fun. But I realized production is not for me. Uh, And so then I went back to the television world and uh, ended up joining AT&T and then went to uh, spend a couple of few years there on the AT&T side, both on their advanced TV and and mobile sales, and then went over to operate the browser company and and worked on mobile there. So,
1: At what what point did you just say, you know, have this bug to say, you know what, I'm going to start something of my own. Like, did, were you confident at that time? Like, I got this. It's, it's time to go out on my own. Did somebody push you to take that leap? Like, I'm always I'm always interested in that, you know, that that dynamic of going from employee to entrepreneur or uh, executive. Well, you know,
0: being a, a immigrant for me and, and seeing my parents work. In jobs and and my dad having worked in the stock market for years for um for a company Coral Weeden at the time and yeah. worked uh, in the stock market and 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 then you know one day unfortunately my dad was getting older and they laid him off and for me that was that moment of time where I said you know what you can't you can't trust anything or anyone other than yourself and so that's that that's really what got me thinking about uh, being an entrepreneur. And I always, throughout my life, I did, as I mentioned, I, you know, I started different companies and I learned different things from each one. Um, and so when the opportunity really kind of came together to create Savio, it was it was really taking the learnings of my past failures of companies, bringing that together in Savio. So I, I always had it. It's just a question of the right idea at the right time coming okay.
1: And so let's talk about you know, the, the business itself, you know, I always, I, I've, I've always found that there's two types of companies out there, right? There's one that is sort of a luxury, idea, a luxury item or luxury service. And then the others are sort of trying to plug up a, uh, a problem or a pain point. Um, it sounds like you guys are trying to, to, to solve a problem. Um, what, what's the problem on that in that marketing advertising industry that you're, you're trying to solve? it is a uh, highly fragmented today. As you
0: mentioned, your kids are on, you know, different playstations, they're on different TVs, they're on different. And the problem is marketers are trying to really effectively reach these consumers and their challenge, it, you know, in the world where you just had Fox NBC and CBS, it was easy. And ABC, it was easy. You have four networks. Don't forget,
1: P- don't forget PBS. That PBS, was more- right. Of <laughs> course,
0: PBS. I'm a big fan of PBS. Um, but they, you have those, you know, key networks. And the problem in now that a lot of, advertisers face is you have so much fragmentation. And the younger audience, by the way, is very diverse. So Mm -hmm. you have a very highly diverse young audience uh, that continues to to be a bigger portion of the US population. And, And the brands are trying to figure out how to reach them. And if you think about not only reaching them, but understanding them is a bigger issue. Because I never fit into a panel. I guarantee you technically don't fit into a panel. Mm-hmm. That was that's the way advertising has been allocated is through panels. And so our view from the get go was that Sabio and App Science, which is our subsidiary, is driven by understanding human behavior versus panels. And so you know that's really what we we're solving for. We're solving for helping brands and agencies reach consumers effectively. Uh, especially the highly uh, you know, fast growing uh, uh, audiences of, of Hispanic, uh, African-American, Asian and
1: other categories across the board. So it's interesting, like even from a business standpoint and, and you know, I, went, I went to law school, but in college I majored in psychology. I never would have thought that there's such a, uh, an integration of, of this analysis of consumer behavior. Um, you know, I actually spoke to somebody on your team Maybe a couple months ago, we were we were chatting about uh, about a project, and and um, she said to me, she's like, if you showed me the apps on on your phone, I could tell you you know a tremendous amount about who you are, your personality, where you are in life, and I was like, no way, and you know, and she showed me her phone, and you know, based on that, I could tell she was whatever it was, an avid hiker into into this um, hobby, into that, and I looked at my phone, I was like, huh. It really does. T- I don't know if I'm happy with what it says about me, um, but this 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 um, this focus on consumer behavior is, is, I guess, very much important in terms of, you know, how you are how you're bringing the content to the audience. And, you know, I, I guess what's what is that audience for you? Is there a certain segment that um, I guess, is there a certain audience uh, segment and a certain client audience or are they one and the same?
0: They're, they're about one of the same, um, you know, our approach and you hit on this is, we've always believed that um, when I started the company and because of my background, both from media, both from NBC, um, you know, and Opera and at and what I really honed, wanted to hone in on was that in-app behavior. Your app, your phone says a lot about you. And so the idea was to really hone in on the in-app experience, whether it's an app on your phone or app on TV that's our connection point. And we've never never focused on desktop. We never focused on mobile web. We focused only on app. And so if you can imagine in terms of when you're trying to help the audience reach or the marketers reach their target audience to be able to effectively say, yes, we know location visitation and the app profiles on a consumer's device. And now we're connecting that to streaming apps that they're watching. That combination is unique. And that is where also the fact that we can help marketers understand diverse audiences more effectively, someone who, for example, you could be a affluent person who uh, have, uh, has uh, kids in the house uh, and likes EVs. And how we could bring this together is we know you're in a certain zip code. We know you have certain apps on your phone that really show us that you really care about the environment and nature. And finally, you have mom with kids on, in the house because we also see apps with kids Wow. Uh, um, uh, games on the home. So the idea is we're bringing all this information to bear to help marketers not only help reach audiences effectively, but then provide some deeper analytics.
1: In and and, way. and I, I get that this is, first of all, that's crazy scary. If you stop and think about it, <laughs> just have to put that out there. Right. Uh, right. At the same time, you know, it's beneficial, right? I mean, I, I want to be exposed to those types of messages that I'm going to find of most interest. And, and Honestly, it sounds like you guys may know more, what's going to interest me more than I do myself. In a compliant way, right? Yeah, oh, so yeah, no, no, totally. We're fully compliant.
0: Like, totally. we don't do anything that's even questionable. We literally right. are, are with it. But to your point, Seth, it's like, right. you know what? I want to be served an ad that is relevant to me. Right. And, and I find sometimes when I'm watching these page streaming apps, I'm almost yearning for a commercial. Right. That, like, it, it's, the, it's strange. But when you actually don't see commercials, if you get a targeted commercial that is actually... That that connects with you. That is more uh, that that actually has a has a bigger impact than just a regular commercial
1: or no. Right. Com- so that, and, that's- and really- and while I know that what we're discussing today is is totally different than the realm of, you know the the, the realm of social media, but um, you know, I think we all agree that the, the role of influencers has you know taken over played a p- big role um, you know on the social side. Does that come into play on the marketing side for streaming as well? It does. And we see a huge
0: opportunity um, in our company. And just, you know, we not only help monetize apps, we provide insights and analytics. And now we're actually in the process of launching our own apps, uh, partnering up with influencers and providing them the capability to launch streaming apps. And that is what we believe is the convergence of TV data and uh, and social and traditional TV, it's this 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 cross section because influencers obviously are interested in you know, what we hear all the time and this is another solution we're providing and this is what we're kind of you know trying to trying to uh, address in the marketplace that needs it influencers who like to be thought of as content creators they are beholden to the existing platforms of Google and TikTok. And, and the algorithm one day could favor you, algorithm the next day can't. Right. And so our view is if we help these influencers build their brand, they're huge. These influencers are outsizing the platforms they're on. Mm. We see an opportunity to really kind of connect with them and help them launch, provide technology. We're not getting into the content game. Sabio is simply... Inf- in the game of providing technology that allows them to launch apps, insights, and monetize that content. Um, That's really where we see a huge opportunity, the cross-section of these worlds.
1: That's really great. So whether it's, you know, whether it's an entertainment, whether it's sports, whether it's that's... That's right. I I hear how that can really be a whole separate uh, direction. Yeah, and think of yourself, right? If you could have
0: an app that really just kind of was, was set up for you, for Seth, and all the shows you wanted to watch that were all free, coming to your app and eventually that that would be an app you would launch on your tv because you say oh i got my seth app i'm going to launch that these are all the great shows that i like it's on your it's going to recommend more shows and this is all free there's no subscription involved and so that's really where we're I going like that to i like you. that price okay <laughs> right right and it's like content that you can get there's so much great content out there and it's just a matter of connecting the, the data with your preferences the apps with your preferences and
1: connecting those dots it's huge you got a lot going on. Um, let me shift gears for a second. Mm-hmm. What? Um, how do you find life as a public company? Um, you know, you're listed on the TSX Venture Exchange, and um, you know, do you find that that's a full time job unto itself in terms of running the public company, communicating with shareholders? Um, do you find that it's a natural fit for just focus on the business and, and the rest comes? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on on the pubco side? we we've been around for 7 years and so we had a really good
0: team a strong management team and that is really you know in my experience and I was I was on a panel just a few weeks ago and I said look you know we were able to do this because we have an incredible management team that can really continue running the business while doing a pub, have running a public company is is a distraction anyone who tells you it isn't is not telling you the truth having said that there are companies who are now Ready to step up and take on that challenge, and we certainly are enjoying that. Uh, you know, going back to that question, uh, initially, you know, what you have to realize is it's not personal. When your stock, you know, we don't watch our stock every day, every minute. We're focusing on the business. But when your stock gets hurt and you're doing all the right things, you have to like really step back and say, look, it's not personal. It's the market. And so, you know, that's I think one of the adjustments you make as a public CEO separating the, the performance of your stock from the performance of your company is, you know, something that you have to sometimes recognize and sure. you will execute. As long as you execute, the stock will catch up, but you can't let the stock affect your execution.
1: I like that. I like that. That's well said. Thanks. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was doing some homework and I saw that you guys have something um, pretty, pretty unique, cute and unique called Kids of Sabio. Where you, uh, where you actually interviewed some of the uh, kids of the employees, I thought that was great, and you asked them sort of if they want to do what their parents want to do, and some of those answers was great, were great. Um, you know, when you were a kid, did you have this uh, affinity towards marketing and towards, um, you know, just being more creative, or did you feel like you were more on the business side of things? I, uh, I actually did a degree in finance and
0: real estate, so. Uh... I literally wow. was driven by numbers, but I also understood the power of marketing, and so the, the combination. And I just happen to fall into the media world. Um, otherwise, that's really I was I was focused on stocks, and you know, looking at I, I love economics, I love the macro environment. And by the way, you'd be surprised running a you know even a marketing company how much of that you use. Today, I was on a call with our sales folks, explaining to them how poultry prices have come down, which means QSR spending will go up because the margins will be bigger. And so it's funny, we, my background is finance related and economics, and, and I really kind of fell into marketing, but I enjoy it. And I enjoy the power of
1: that. That is interesting. I mean, it gives you, I guess the role that you're in gives you um, access to a, a lot of different components. You know, Speaking of which, it seems like you have a couple of different subsidiaries, right? You had mentioned the, uh, the analytics before, what other divisions are under the Sabio umbrella?
0: So the biggest one is Sabio, which is our basically our demand side platform. That's a platform that connects brands and agencies uh, uh, with actual like, you know, app creators and content. So we're basically helping them monetize through, you know, helping brands and agencies reach consumers on these apps and then you know their payments. So that's the biggest one. The second one is app science, which is our analytics, and then the last one is Bedillion. Which is a company we purchased in April of last year that allows us to really kind of continue to monetize apps uh, by placing ads in existing apps, but then also providing technology uh, to launch apps and provide uh, monetization in the app. So providing the ad breaks, for example, that's what Vidillion does. Vidillion can take content and then actually spice that content and add
1: ad breaks into it. And so, so what, what inspires you? Like every day you wake up and you've got you know all these. Uh, all these companies that you're juggling, you know, you've got the creative side, you've got the finance side, you've got the shareholders, the public side. You know, when you get up every day, what puts a smile on your face? What are you what are you going after?
0: It, we're just inquisitive. I'm just I'm just a naturally inquisitive guy. And I just love what gets me excited is learning. And that's it, it's really true to Savio. It's that and the employees. And we have such an amazing culture of constant challenge and learning that really like no two days are alike. And, and we say that all the time, that people get up and they really just, and that's really it. I'm, I'm just naturally inquisitive. Everyone who joins our organization has to be naturally inquisitive. You have to be able to rethink the way we do things. I, I have a saying to everyone who, when I talked to them the first time, I said, listen, the one thing you will not hear in our organization is because that's just the way we did it. Because that's just the way we've always done it. Right, we right. don't do that. We, that
1: is something that I will never. In fact, that's that's the most that's the strongest reason to change is because that's, that's right. The
0: we've done it. That's right. exactly right, and so that's really and so we have such an inquisitive, amazing culture of people that are constantly challenging the status quo and challenging, you know, the way medium media is sold, the way you know analytics are provided, the way uh, we're reaching consumers, and the way we're actually interacting with them. So. That's really what keeps me going. I, 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 just, I enjoy it every day. My wife said to me literally like, you know, a month ago, she said, so at what point, you know, so I was getting great. You guys, you have a great team. At what point do you walk? I said, "But well, why? I'm having way too
1: much fun. This is amazing. What am I going to do? Well, that's, that's the best type of uh, that's just that's the best type of job to have. Um, right. You know, obviously none of us have a crystal ball, but you know, I think certainly in, in streaming and advertising and media, it's, it's, It's got to be one of the fastest changing um, sectors out there. We can't predict anything. But where do you think we're going to be in in a year from now in terms of all this? Are we going to see significant changes? Are things going to pretty much uh, plateau for a while? Well, as of like December 2022, 38% of
0: all um, consumers, there's more people actually watching streaming apps than there are watching cable time. time. I believe that on yeah. cable tv and broadcast tv 38% relative to 30% on cable and 27% on broadcast now this is before we're going into a recessionary environment that continues to deal with inflation when you're cutting the when you're figuring out how to save money the cable bill is the first one you're looking at right and and so we believe that the the continued growth of uh, streaming will just accelerate in the next year or two. So it's, it's not, nothing is changing from a dynamics perspective in that environment where someone's going to wake up and say, Hey, you know what? I really, I really missed that cable bill. Right. right. Go back the other way. In fact, the, the bandwidth improvements that everyone's having in their homes, both from an internet perspective, um, the ability to get even better content. It's, this is a revolution that is just beginning and it's just going to accelerate
1: especially in a recessionary environment that we're seeing ahead Well, listen, Aziz, we really appreciate uh, the insights that you've given us. Um, I'd love for you to come back in six months and uh, give us an update on how things have been. Is there anything that you want to leave anybody off with, whether it's a tidbit about the industry, the company, you know, uh, the journey, anything you want to leave anybody off with?
0: Yeah. You know what? I think it's, I think you, you appropriately call it a journey and, and uh, you know, really we're enjoying this journey and, and getting an opportunity to meet people like you is, is really the the best part about this. And, right. and that's, that's right. where I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, really, agree, and, that's and really we're having fun. And I think that's exactly, and that's really, by the way, and it's, it's perfect. Cause that's really when I uh, penned a note to our team, as we went public on the Canadian Stock exchange, I called it a journey a journey that just begins. And we are just having a lot of fun. So I would say to people out in the marketplace, uh, take a look at our stock. We're highly, you know, severely undervalued as, as everyone will tell you, trading at less than 1x uh, our Q3 revenues uh, up to, sorry, our, our trailing 12 months up to Q3. And so, um, you know, we're having fun. And I think there's
1: a lot of upside ahead. All right, I'm excited. And we're gonna circle back about that Seth app. I've never had uh, right. I've never had a podcast where I had that option. So uh, yeah. Thank you as is. We appreciate it. And um, thanks for your time. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye.